Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with the ECS DNA kit by Endocana Health. If you take pride in your canna nerdiness or are just canna curious, this kit empowers you to find more about the best cannabis choices. Right now, you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com using promo code POD25. Your purchase includes the Endo DNA Collection Kit, Endo Decoded Report, personalized cannabinoid and terpene suggestions, and Endo Align products matching in your state. There will also be suggested dosage guidelines and optimum methods for inhalation or usage. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a buy one, get one offer on their Afika Soft Gel lineup. And since I know that many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afika Unwind, created to support health sleep cycles using patented proprietary formulations of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are in your future. Buy one for yourself and get one for a friend at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at the checkout for 25% off your DNA test kit. This is The Cannabom Show, a podcast chronicling the inspiring stories of real women in the emerging cannabis industry. Your host, Joyce Gerber, mom, lawyer, political activist, has been speaking with women from coast to coast who are leaders in the revolution of cannabis and caregiving. Now, in season two, The Cannamom Show continues on its mission to empower women-centric cannabis businesses by sharing their stories with you. Go make yourself a cup of tea or roll yourself a joint, sit back, and learn something new about this magical plant on The Cannamom Show with Joyce Gerber. Hey, Dave. Hey. <laughs> it's the week after Thanksgiving. Hey, how was your Thanksgiving? It was pretty good. Smallish, yeah. kind of yeah. quietish, kind of weird, but strangely normal. I said that was like it was so off. It was like that was nice. Yeah, maybe Thanksgiving <laughs> will change, and we won't subject ourselves to our, the full complement of all of our relatives each year from now on. Who knows? And we'll appreciate them in small doses. I think yes. maybe that's the future. Okay, that's yeah. So this morning, so Wednesdays, I do my ladies of Cambridge um, Zoom call on important topics. So today's issue, which is one I've been talking about a lot, and I'm more worried than ever about food insecurity and nationally, but we were talking specifically about Cambridge. Dave, Cambridge mm-hmm. is Cambridge. So and this is going from food insecurity to unhousing. I, I, this is how I got into law. I thought I was going to work with homeless families and become right. create housing, and I didn't. I became a divorce attorney. But <laughs> <laughs> different, way, different way of helping miserable people. So whatever, it's one at a time. So this morning, was a, it was a pretty big wake-up call. And I know all about this stuff. So people check it out. Check out your local food pantries. I mean, I was watching like CNN. They were talking about them up in the Hamptons. So it's, it's just everywhere. This is just something we've never seen before. So buckle yeah. up. We need to all help out. All hands on deck. All hands on deck. But talking about food. So Thanksgiving, like I said, this is the week after Thanksgiving. And I got the decarboxylator from Chanel. Mm. I know. It's pretty cool. So um, oh, I can see it there. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. It's a little purple thing. Looks like a, va- you know, like a thermos. Yeah. 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 So, and she sent me a kit. She's got these pre-packaged kits of uh, stuffing and yeah. oil and yeah. So we tried it out. So thank you. Anyone looking and were for- And were you happy candid- with the results? 
I was very happy with the results. And I don't, I'm not a chef. I don't cook. I had my son do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, he's 22. He's fine. Mm. And uh, yeah, Joyce is nine year old working the, <laughs> her box later. He was, he was great. I think he's got a future. And mm. uh, <laughs> yeah. so that was, that was our Thanksgiving. So thank you. If you're looking for a gift for this holiday season, although I'm telling everyone to get cards, give to food for free, you have both local banks, but you know, if you're looking for a carbon car, uh, cannabis gift, the decarboxylator by Arden. I like think it's it's one of those companies. It's one of those things going to go right next to your blender. That's right. Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, plenty okay. of room on the counter. Exactly. So we don't just talk about uh, food with cannabis. Cannabis is revolutioning, revolutionizing skincare too. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So let's introduce our guests. Today's guests are uh, radiation oncologists who worked as partners on a mission to help patients use CBD to heal skin damage by radiation procedures, specifically breast cancer patients. By reformulating the oil in over 800 formulas in their kitchens, they succeeded in creating a wonderful product that no one in the medical community could use, but we can. And it is one of the best CBD serums on the market. I've been using it for months and I really, I love it. Seriously. These two ladies are the first MDs producing CBD products and I'm looking forward to sharing their story. Please welcome to the Canamom Show, Diana Chung and Arika Hirsch of Sun Me Beauty. Welcome, ladies. Yay. Thank you for having Thank us, you. Joyce. Thank you. So let's just sort of jump right in. How did you guys meet, and how did you sort of come on? How did you start on this cannabis journey together? So Arika and I are both radiation. Just Diana, can you identify yourself? This is a you know, so pocket. Just say who you're talking, who's saying what, so we know. So our listeners can know who's talking. Sure. This is Diana. I am a radiation oncologist. Arika and I had been partners for 15 years in the same medical practice, a group practice in Chicago. And we basically were inspired to formulate our products for cancer patients because our medical training included management of side effects associated with radiation therapy, such as skin redness or inflammation what we refer to as radiation dermatitis. And we knew that CBD has many positive effects, including anti-inflammatory effects. And because I have a background in laboratory training and Arika has a background and certification in integrative medicine, we did have the knowledge base to formulate our own products by ourselves without hiring a cosmetic chemist. Can you so, just, uh, Arika, can you explain, because I'm not sure, I would have, can you explain what integrative medicine actually means so people understand where you're coming from? Sure. Integrative medicine really is the integration of what otherwise would be considered conventional medicine with more natural approaches towards medicine, which includes things like nutrition and food and herbal Uh, remedies, and even other normal biologic activities like physical activity and sleep and other things. So it's sort of a holistic approach to health that integrates with the more conventional methods of, of care of patients. And I did receive a degree in integrative medicine through the University of Arizona, which I believe is uh, the only uh, program that offers certificates uh, in integrative medicine to healthcare uh, workers. So that's right. Great. Thank you. Okay. Keep going. 
okay. <laughs> so, um, so you're working together and you have this sort of background of how this is perfect for cannabis, obviously, how in your what you're doing, how do you work these together? So what was the sort of spark or how did even cannabis, how did it come into your, I, I don't know, how did it come into your, your practice, I guess? So it didn't really come into our practice. We did this, we, we worked on this project at night and on the weekends because we were working full-time as radiation oncologists in our clinics. But we began to formulate some serums and creams and we started to give out samples to thousands of, of people, friends, family, colleagues. And we found that our users were telling us that our products were helping not only with redness of the skin, but also with other skin conditions, such as rosacea, psoriasis, eczema, wrinkles, acne, and sunspots. So we knew we were onto something. And so we founded our business, Sun Me Beauty, after we had momentum from the people who basically tried our sample products. Sun means goodness in Korean and me means beauty in Korean. And those are the middle names of my uh, two daughters. But that's basically how we started. And Um, Dana, what year was this? Were you putting this together? What was? We put this together at the end of 2018. December of 2018 was when we launched our business. So you were, were you spending 2018 in the kitchen at night, like putting together formulas? Is that how you <laughs> were spending your time trying to create these things? Yes, we would do this after hours and on the weekends. And then and how did, would, So how did you know how to do, and how did, I'm kind of curious, how did the CBD, how did that come into whatever other uh, products you were using? How, whose idea was that? Or how did it come into your vision? And like, how did you even know how to do this? So <laughs> chemistry the, classes. <laughs> it, it, it's a funny story. I had some issues with insomnia and basically I was pretty insistent upon using some type of natural substance to help me fall asleep. And my husband, who's also a physician, has a colleague who basically recommended that I try CBD oil. So I tried the CBD oil, no THC, and I took it sublingually and I found that it helped with my sleep. But in the meantime, early on, I developed a rash on my face and I was just knowledgeable about the fact that it had anti-inflammatory effects. So I put the oil on my face and the rash literally disappeared. And that's when I came... And I just, because I, I even like you, so you're doing it on your skin, but I have so many ladies in this industry who are on that medication journey where they're on very heavy medications and then they start using the cannabis, like they're, 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 they're their own guinea pig. So they're using cannabis on themselves to heal themselves. And then they kind of become proselytizing. So you're doing it on your skin, but you, but you understood it. A lot of the ladies I talked to are just self-medicating. That's great. Okay. Keep going. So I thought that because my rash disappeared, and and by the way, the rash looked very similar to a radiation dermatitis type of rash. And because it disappeared so quickly with the oil, which basically was MCT oil and CBD isolate, there was no fragrance or anything. It was just very 
like a heavy oil that I put on my face, I thought that I could formulate something beautiful for patients who developed this type of inflammatory reaction while undergoing radiation. And so I started formulating and I brought samples in and had Arika try them. And <laughs> then we just decided, I think we should, we thought we should proceed. So you're going in a medical. So initially you thought you could be helping your patients in a medical context. Is that the, what you were doing? Yes. I thought that initially this was actually intended for our patients. Right. And what kind of issues, what you went up against, what happened? I'll let Arika discuss that. <laughs> so I, one of the areas of interest that I have clinically in medicine is the care of women with breast cancer. And really we have very little in the way of effective skincare for such women really the, the product of choice at this moment in time is Aquaphor, which is a petroleum jelly-based ointment. And it's hard for patients to use it because it's very greasy and it gets all over the clothing. And we do ask them to apply it to the skin twice a day. And it's certainly not natural. And so we really saw the potential to create an all-natural alternative to the current skincare that, that is now offered to our patients. And we, we, we really felt that, that people would really enjoy this as an alternative and, and possibly have better outcomes in terms of uh, results. So, so we went down that road and what became very clear, now, if you think about this, this was in 2018 and we've come a long way since 2018 in terms of the acceptance of CBD. Uh, from a legal perspective and otherwise, yes. right? Yes. But in 2018, this was a substance that really people had a lot of concerns with, certainly governmental agencies like the FDA. And so when we even contemplated the idea of initiating a study that would compare the outcomes of women undergoing what was the standard of care, which would have been the aquaphor ointment, and compare it against our particular product, it would have required a lot of paperwork, a lot of bureaucracy, and certainly a lot, a lot of money in order mm -hmm. to move that forward. And there would be an inherent delay for many, many years until the outcome of this could be rectified. So sure. we, we realized pretty quickly that that just wasn't going to be the route that, that, that we would take. It would delay things so significantly. So in the meantime, that's what prompted us to sort of change our course and okay. to think about alternate ways of using the product. So, all right. So I will just say, so I got connected to the products through the My Jane mm -hmm. company out in California because you're one of the products that they feature. So I got to try it early. I've been using it for a little while and I don't know. So what, that's a big shift for you. So you're a radiation oncologist. You think you're going to be going into this medical. You've created this kind of fun product at night. I don't know. You, you, you're moms, right? Both of you? Or? Yes. So how, how old are your children when you're doing this? My kids uh, were Diana. Yeah. 25 and 23 at that yep. time. Okay. So they are like, mom's got a new project. And Arika? Yeah. My, my kids were already 18 through maybe 26. Okay. So they were kind of probably happy that you were doing this. And did what was your relationship with cannabis before you started using this in the, the beauty products for the CBD? I had never used cannabis in my life. 
ever okay <laughs> in Africa? Oh, I mean, I probably <laughs> used it as a teenager, but it wasn't something that that I was using on a regular basis. Although, to be honest, beyond the application that we're discussing right now, I did see, and I still do see, a lot of potential for use of cannabis in the care of patients from the perspective of symptom management. So I already had interest in that, even as we were thinking about moving this forward. I mean, that isn't, I've actually heard, I think she was a radiation oncology nurse or something. She was telling me how when she walks around the clinic, she can tell which patients on, who are on chemotherapy are using cannabis because she says they, they literally just look healthy. They just look better. And without her even having to talk to them, she can tell. So yeah. I thought that was sort of an interesting observation that this is something that has to be integrated and we need doctors involved, obviously, because there's a lot of other issues going on. So what did your kids think? Would you, did you have that? So this is my story. So my kids are 22 and 19 now. And when I had my cannabis awakening, they were teenagers and they were psyched. It was like 2016. I was like, oh my God, everything I know is wrong. And they're like, yes, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> so did you, your children are out of the house. So this, and this, was, this is sort of a different usage of cannabis, right? Right. As I said, we intended this to be used in the medical realm, but we entered the beauty business inadvertently because we were basically blocked from entering the medical realm. But in terms of my children, they both cheered us on and they were very enthusiastic about it. They tried all of my samples and formulations and gave feedback in terms of fragrance and texture they liked the name of our products or of the name of they our did. company. <laughs> so, so it was, it was all good. It is good. And Arca, Europe. Yep. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. listen, both, both Diane and I are at that time and even now are still in our early fifties and uh, a lot of the hecticness of our daily lives had calmed because our children had grown and didn't need as intensive care. And so we had this opportunity to do something new and creative in our lives. And that's, I think, another element of of this as to how we started this new business. But yes, I mean, I think they were really very excited for us. And similarly, they participated in the testing and looking at our labels and our packaging and social media. (laughs) Social media. Yes, that's, that's an area that both Diana and I are a little bit weakened. So they they tried to help us in that regard as well. But, yeah. I'm living that too. All right. So this is like, so what did you think? So I actually talk about, I'm a woman, I was a lawyer, I transitioned into cannabis. I think it's interesting for women our age. I think this is a perfect industry for us, honestly. Mm-hmm. So what did it feel like to go into this sort of new, I don't know, it's very unfamiliar, but I'm sure you could transfer a lot of your skills into beauty products and marketing and sort of this new world. We were excited about it. We both had dealt with many, many patients with skin toxicity due to radiation. And of course, we always encouraged all of our patients that the toxicity does wane and their skin would eventually heal. So we were excited about using a topical product in a different realm, the beauty realm. And both Arika and I like beauty products. Who doesn't? And so it was, it, it, it was exciting like for us. It was, it was kind of a thrill. It was I love a thrill it. for us. Yeah. And how did you get connected to my Jane? Or how are you getting distributed? How, are you, how else are people finding you? So we have an online website okay. and people can purchase the product through the website. 
We're also at Neiman Marcus department stores. We're also at a lot of other health and beauty retail shops uh, throughout the country. Basically, my Jane happened through a friend of ours who's an OBGYN who had attended many of the cannabis events mm-hmm. out in Los Angeles. And basically she contacted me and said, do you want to be introduced to the My Jane group and see if you can get your products uh, into their company? And so we sent them samples, had some conversations, and they liked our products. So that's how it, it just happened very, very quickly. Yeah, because everything's sort of happening. I mean, this is this is our era. I think this is in boxes and getting things in boxes and sending things to people in boxes. I think is this is it's time right now, this moment. So I haven't even like talked about actually explain what your product is. I haven't talked about that. So explain what it is, how you're, I don't know, what, what you have now, maybe what you're coming down the line. So we have a Lumen face serum, which has 400 milligrams of organic full spectrum CBD and some other beautiful carrier oils and essential oils. And then we also have a salve called Soothe, which has a thousand milligrams of organic full spectrum CBD. And I should also mention that because we're physicians, we're passionate about formulating products with the highest of quality of ingredients. And we use an FDA laboratory to actually manufacture our products, which is not necessary for cosmetic products. But we felt that we needed to take this additional step to ensure quality. So those are the two main products that we have. We have not been actively developing any other products at this time. We wanted to basically see how things went with the two main products that we developed. And uh, Arka, I would like uh, to add that the Illumin has not only the CBD, but 16 other, you know, beautiful essential oils, things like camellia and lavender and rosa, rose otto and cedarwood, frankincense, all very beautiful oils. And the smell is, is absolutely beautiful. And it's almost like an aromatherapy in addition to sort of being a skincare product. I, I'll, I'll attest that's true. <laughs> so how are your, just like basically, how are your patients addressing this? I mean, you're two women doctors who've sort of formulated these products and you're trying to help women feel comfortable and maybe pretty again, or I don't know. I mean, when you've gone, I have not gone through this, thankfully, but you know, what are you trying to help your patients with? And do you think you're achieving it at this point? Well, so again, we, we, we're in a little bit of a challenging circumstance whereby you know, it's, it's hard for us to promote the product as right. a skincare product. And so, so what we've done is we've pretty much just given the product to our patients selectively for them to use while they're undergoing treatment with radiation. And yes, I think that, I think that it's like a multi-sensory experience. I mean, obviously there's the element of healing that we want to achieve with the product mm-hmm. itself and with its components. But then, as I mentioned earlier, sort of the whole aspect of of its beautiful smell, I think, brings people a feeling of well-being. Like a rejuvenation. Yeah, like a rejuvenation, like like you said earlier, like a feeling of 
of, of coming back to their internal beauty because hmm, that's you know, nice. Yeah. You may, you may or may not know that people who are going through cancer treatments really challenged by changes in their physical appearance. I mean, think about the idea of a woman with breast cancer between the surgical intervention, whether it's more conservative or more radical, there's a difference in your body image associated with that between the effects of chemotherapy that cause women hair loss and often actually also cause weight gain and cause physical debilitation where you're, you're losing, people can develop neuropathies where their nerves don't function as well and their physical abilities are compromised. So there's so many components, let alone, let alone like, how do you function as a person, as a mother, as, as somebody who, who works? you're trying to do so many things all at once and it's really, really challenging. And finally, like the vulnerability that you feel about having a cancer diagnosis, like, am I going to live? Right. Am I going to make it through this? You know, what, what's, what am I, what are things going to be like next year, let alone 10 years from now? So, I mean, to just bring people like moments of even momentary feelings of pleasure and calm and peace, I think is really important. And I think a product like this has all of those benefits, I guess. Oh, no, I love that. All right. So I always say this is health and wellness. Cannabis is health and wellness. And um, on the other side, I want to get a little bit more into this on the doctor side, because I love talking to medical professionals because you guys, you hold a lot of power. <laughs> so you know, I'm glad to see people who are invested in this because it's got to come from all angles. All right. So we'll be back on the other side with my friends, Diana and Arika of Sun Me Beauty, a little bit of my favorite things, and then we'll finish up our conversation. We'll be right back. My name is Jill Gordon, and I wanted to share one of the best decisions that I made eight years ago, which was to partner with a global health and wellness company called Isogenics. Before Isogenics, I was struggling with my own health and energy challenges and I was unfulfilled with my job as a registered dietitian trying to get people healthy. I was desperately looking for passion, purpose, and flexibility in my career. When I was introduced to Isogenics, I was completely skeptical, but intrigued by the cutting edge nutritional technology and reluctantly decided to give the products a try. Eight years later, I feel the best I ever have, better in my 50s than I did in my 30s. What I didn't expect was the massive impact that I could have on people and be partnered with one of the most amazing, positive, forward-thinking, inspirational communities. I have been able to create a substantial income working part-time from home and working around my family's schedules. If any of this resonates with you, I would love to share as I'm looking to grow my team in 2021. If you would like to connect, please reach out via email at jillgordon3 at gmail.com or feel free to call at 781-789-6045. All right, we are back to finish up our conversation with some great beauty product ladies and doctors because I love talking to medical professionals about cannabis because, you know, I only went to law school. I didn't go to medical school, so I just don't know a lot about the human body, but I'm learning every day on the Cannamom Show. But before I get back, I just want to talk about some local cannabis policy legal news because I like that kind of stuff, right, Dave? Mm-hmm. Of course, mm -hmm. so yeah. This, yep. So this week, the Cannabis Control Commission voted on some regulations. Exciting. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> so some of the big issues they were talking about, updating products, policies on the medical use of marijuana program. There's a lot of little steps in there that you can look at if you're curious. 
equity programming and delivery. Those are big ones. And those I'm going to be talking to some ladies next March, I think, about the delivery licenses in Massachusetts and the equity applications, because that's been a big win for that, for the people who've been fighting for that. So I'm very happy that. Well, what do you mean by what do you mean up. by equity applications? So the social there's been a big of controversy in Massachusetts about how do we how do you develop cannabis industry for elevating people who are hurt most by the war on drugs and giving them a benefit of generational wealth basically so by building their own businesses. Okay. So they're trying to figure right. out how can you carve out an industry within the industry. So one of them was delivery licenses, mm -hmm. but that wasn't really big enough because those could be absorbed and it got kind of complicated. So the social equity advocates have been going to the cannabis commission and they had a better idea. So they have delivery licenses that are connected to warehouses, mm -hmm. not dispensaries. It's a little complicated. Mm -hmm. And those licenses are going to be only for social equity and I forget the other term within Massachusetts as first period of time. So that was a win to get their foot in the door, not just the big guys with money, because this is a very expensive industry and we got to help some people get in. So that was a good win. Mm -hmm. So it. thank you, Massachusetts. Hope that there happens. You go, Mass. Yeah. Yeah. Ownership, product, advertising. I think we might be able to start branding stuff. We might be able to start advertising cannabis. Is that true? That would be a game changer, right? Because yeah, that, that would be. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, I'm sure there will be. All, I mean, what's amazing is we don't see smoking ads anymore. And but so to see cannabis, some of the, the critics will be up in arms, but it makes sense. It makes a lot more it makes a lot more sense to have ads about cannabis and the and the wellness implications as opposed to smoking. Yeah, with become, smoking, which doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> You're a convert. Yeah, well, <laughs> I first came well, to you in obviously. February. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's. I mean, a lot of these things just come down to money, and the the yeah. the. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more money for the economy if, if you allow advertising for cannabis. It's better for the cannabis industry, and it's better. And also, it, it there's a if you do it right, it's educational, right? So. Whatever. It's a win-win, whatever yeah. this is that we're in our pandemic of 2020. Cannabis, I've said, is going to be on the other side helping us in mm -hmm. taxes, products, health and wellness, making your skin look better. It does everything. Mm -hmm. So you can wear it. You can eat it. You can live in it. <laughs> you can grow it. There's nothing you can't do. There's nothing you can't do. It's like the real world, but a little upside down. Mm -hmm. All right. So check out the Cannabis Commission if you want to know any more about what's happening on the minutia level of policy in Massachusetts. It's still state by state, state by state, but it's coming. It's going to be here soon. America, get ready. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're back with Diana and Arika talking about Sunmi Beauty. So can we talk a little bit more about sort of the medical establishment, the doctors, nurses, people you're talking to, how are you working at all with the people who are trying to integrate cannabis into uh, traditional medical practices to help people, especially, you know, oncology, the things, nausea, the, the different issues that people are having. I don't know who wants to go first on this. Well, I think, I think it's been really slow yeah. <laughs> to adopt. That's just my general observation. I would say that when cannabis became legal for medical use, my observation was that there were very few oncologists spontaneously raising this option for their patients. Now, in all fairness. No, I think it's fair. I think you guys, you have a lot going on and you have license issues. And yeah, I don't. Yeah. I well, think it's education too, but yeah, go it, on. It, a huge amount is education. Yeah. And 
I mean, I think there's concerns that, that, that may be founded or not founded, right, as relates to the idea that you've got, I mean, it's, it's a, somewhat of an unusual model from a medical perspective, right? So I can only speak to the state of Illinois. But in the state of Illinois, the role of the physician in participating in a patient obtaining a, a medical license is really verification of a diagnosis, right? All we do is sign the paper that um, states that the patient has a cancer diagnosis in, in the case of our patients. Oh, actually, can we back up a little bit then? I didn't even know. So what is the status in Illinois of medical cannabis and how, because every state's very different. So well, it's legal for, for medical use, right? Okay. And truthfully, I mean, if you were to ask me, what is the scope of diagnoses that allow for medical cannabis? I actually don't know that. I do okay. know that cancer is one of them. So that's okay. the, the disease that I treat. So okay. I'm familiar with that. And it's probably a population of patients that would benefit you know, most significantly from use of cannabis amongst others, but mm-hmm. uh, amongst the highest uh, benefit would be that associated with cancer patients and side effects of treatment right. and or, or the diagnosis itself. So, so, so we really, as physicians don't, all we're doing is verifying a diagnosis. And then the ultimate sort of recommendation is not as to what type of cannabis is recommended and what type of cannabis affects a particular symptom or an issue is really outside of our our scope of knowledge, number one, and it's really not in our scope of practice. We are not participating in that. Right. At the same time, we are, for patients who, let's just say, have pain, we are prescribing potent medications for pain, right? We're, we're prescribing narcotics right. for pain control for patients, right? And then you have the opportunity for a patient to have medical cannabis on top of the narcotics that you're prescribing, and you don't know, is this going to be harmful? Are there going to be additive side effects? Are there things that we need to worry about? So it's really hard to take on the responsibility of making such a recommendation when your own personal knowledge base and or even knowledge that's been formally, I guess, even published, these potential interactions is is just, just not present. So it makes it hard. Now, I, I, I hear you. I, I've also heard, so this is the thing I hear from my guests, usually the patients, that there are definitely physicians out there who they don't know what the endocannabinoid system is, and they're just totally closed ears, don't want to hear anything about it. And they have other physicians who are open to hearing it, and they're they're trying. They're trying so hard. But again, it's the studies. I mean, I say this all the time. You don't know how it's going to interact with the other medications. That's a, a real serious concern. And without medical professionals involved, I don't know when we're going to know all that. Right, right. Mm. I mean, I think I think that the natural course will be that as cannabis has become more available and has as usage has increased, I think physicians will see the benefits in their very patients, right? Because their patients are going to use it, and the physicians will then be able to see that, hey, wait, this this is actually doing really well for my patient. It's, it's helping with particular symptoms. And so I think that's what's going to help the adoption of it. And it's going to help the comfort level is, is just being able to see the results live in the patient population. I agree. I hope so. And then maybe the younger generation are learning something more or, so we're actually running up against time. So Diana, do you want to add to that? Or do you want to guys want to give any last plugs for your soon me, or I don't know, what do you want to talk about for a couple of couple more minutes? What's for the future? What are you looking towards in 2021? So for 2021, 
I hope that people will be able to be vaccinated and that COVID will Such a doctor no, longer, <laughs> no longer be an issue and that we can return to normalcy. In terms of our Sunmi Beauty products, I just want to stress that they are high quality products created by physicians with ingredients that were carefully and intentionally selected and basically manufactured in an FDA laboratory to ensure quality. We loved working on this project. It was very exciting. It was new. It was different. And when we started this project, there was still somewhat of a stigma associated with cannabis. And so it was also kind of scary at the beginning for us. But in the brave, brave ladies. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, we we were brave. um, But in the end, we were very satisfied and proud of, of the products that we manufacture. And we had a lot of help behind the scenes from yes. friends, families, colleagues. So we had a really good time. That's fun. All right, you guys, I love it. I love your products. I'm so happy we got to finally talk and get you on the air and share your story with people. All this information will be in the show notes, how you find them. Again, just want to give a rundown of how people can find the, it's a serum. What else is, is it all being sold out there? The serum and the bomb? The salve, I mean? The serum and the pain salve are sold Mm -hmm. at our online website. It's also at neimanmarcus.com and then various other retail and beauty shops. And it's great. And like I say, you never, ever get your CBD products at the gas station. You need to know what you're getting. You need to know who's making it. And this is kind of a confusing industry, but these products are wonderful when they're created properly. And this is one of those products. So I'm glad to talk about them. So thank you, ladies. Thank you, Diana and Erica. This is great. Hopefully we'll be having some of these products. My friends will try them. My skin looks good. So I think they're what they say they are. Uh, my Canterbury, <laughs> David Yaz. Thanks for coming again. Coming back. Always Love fun. Seeing you. Always great. Always fun. Janice, my social media guru. Another great week. The Cannabis Creative Group. They're helping me. We're looking for sponsors, everyone. It's out there. I want to thank Josh Lampkin and Bella Jaffe for writing and performing the Cannamom theme music. But most importantly, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to the Cannamom show where we are talking about caring for and giving voice to women in the emerging cannabis industry, one can of story at a time. Please follow us on social media. Subscribe anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. I'm Joyce Gerber. This is the Cannamom Show, and we are a production of Pod 61. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Are you looking for the next great cannabis business to invest in? Then you need to check out the MJ Bulls podcast. Hi, I'm Dan Humston. Join me each week as I speak to both cannabis entrepreneurs who are raising capital and cannabis investors who are investing capital. Our 10-minute episodes are perfect for the busy investor. Start listening to the MJ Bulls podcast today, wherever you listen to podcasts, and who knows, maybe you'll discover the next cannabis unicorn.